0: Our gospel for today is from Luke, the first chapter. Then his father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke this prophecy. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has looked favorably upon his people and redeemed them. He has raised up a mighty Savior for us in the house of his servant David. As he spoke through the mouth of his holy prophets from old, that we would be saved from our enemies and from the hands of all who hate us. Thus he has shown the mercy promised to our ancestors and has remembered his holy covenant, the oath that he swore to our ancestor Abraham to grant us that we being rescued from the hands of our enemies might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you child will be called the prophet of the most high For you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people by the forgiveness of their sins. By the tender mercy of our God, the dawn from on high will break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. The child grew and became strong in spirit, and he was in the wilderness until the day he appeared publicly to Israel." This is the gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. Grace to you and peace from God, our Creator, and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Imagine this it is the week before Christmas, and your house is buzzing with excitement and anticipation. Your house has been already decorated for Christmas, and you get to host the special event tonight. Mama and grandma have been cooking together all afternoon preparing for tonight's festivities. As night falls, you wait near the front door with bated breath, listening quietly as you know what is coming. Soon you hear music, singing in the streets. Excitement builds as a singing crowd grows louder and you look out the window to see that this group of people, most of whom you know as your neighbors and friends, are led by children dressed as Mary, Joseph, and an angel. They are approaching your house. Then there is a knock on your door and you answer, it is Mary and Joseph. Then the dialogue begins. You know the lines well as this beloved and fun tradition that your family has done before you were born, is one that you cherish. Outside Joseph calls, in the name of heaven, I beg you for lodging, for she cannot walk, my beloved wife, to which you and your family respond, this is not an inn, so keep going. I cannot open, you may be a rogue. The back and forth continues, Joseph begging for lodging, And your family saying no until you realize who these pilgrims are and agree to let them in the final line of the litany said by both your family and the travelers is enter holy pilgrims receive this corner for though this dwelling is poor I offer it with all my heart everyone is then invited for a party food more music, and games, including a pinata in the shape of a star, which, when broken, will pour out a slew of treats and toys. Some of you may have recognized this tradition as Las Posadas, a tradition that actually originated in Spain over 400 years ago. This tradition, commemorating the journey of Mary and Joseph to Bethlehem and their struggle to find shelter for Mary as she prepares to give birth, is still widely celebrated today in Mexico, Guatemala, and other parts of the world as well. Now we here in the United States have many beloved secular traditions that we celebrate. We also decorate our houses. We watch our favorite Christmas movies. We listen to Christmas music. We drive around and look at Christmas lights. We give presents. We make Christmas cookies and then subsequently gain like 20 pounds before the New year, so that your New Year's resolution has to be losing all of that again. But many of these traditions have transformed and changed over time. I'd certainly like to change that last one in particular, but the Christmas cookies are just too hard to resist in my family. And yet the story of the birth of Jesus remains. What is it? about the Christmas story that has made it withstand the test of time for over 2,000 years. As one author puts it, the story of Christ's birth has been told and retold so many times it could have lost its luster generations ago, but it hasn't, not even close. If anything, in this world of war, famine, and natural disasters, Holding on to something as simple and as singularly important as the nativity story is a necessity to our faith. As is beautifully illustrated in the tradition of Las Posadas, the story of Mary and Joseph's journey, a journey that is not only physical but emotional and spiritual as well, and of course the birth of Jesus, is one that I think everyone can relate to and is open to anyone, no matter your status in society, how poor or wealthy you are, no matter what struggles you are facing, the journey of Mary and Joseph is reflected in our own life and faith journeys, making our story, our journeys, a part of God's overarching story of love and hope for the world. In fact, our Old Testament lesson for today reminds us of another journey that was taking place hundreds of years before the birth of Christ. The journey of God's people Israel. The people had been conquered by the Babylonians. Their temple, their symbol of hope and God's presence with them was destroyed and the people were sent into exile. Forced to leave their homes and their families, the people of Israel became refugees and had to journey to foreign lands many became slaves either by force or sometimes even by choice in order to survive and practicing their faith and their traditions was dangerous as they could be killed for not worshiping the gods of that community in which they lived to me this truly would have felt like a hopeless situation And sadly, this situation is not so different from the many immigrants and refugees in our own country still today. How did they survive? They clung to that hope and that promise that God gave them, which Isaiah reminds them of today. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of the messenger who announces peace, who brings good news, And announces salvation who says to Zion your God reigns for you shall not go out in haste and you shall not go in flight for the Lord will go before you and the God of Israel will be your rear guard God has never left God's people God has been journeying with them this whole time and will save them again and this time they won't have to flee as they did leaving their, their, excuse me, fleeing like they did when God saved them originally from slavery in Egypt. This time, God will be with them through the entire journey for the long haul, both leading them and guiding them physically and spiritually, as well as supporting them and protecting them from behind. This actually brings to mind for me the many bike rides that my family goes on together we have one adult in the front the kids in the middle and then one adult in the back to make sure nobody gets lost or injured along the way Isaiah's message is clear do not lose hope God has not and will never abandon God's people God will help them through their struggles surround them with the encouragement and hope they need and God is in it for the long haul Our psalmist echoes this as well, promising that the Lord will preserve you from all evil and will keep your life. The Lord will watch over your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. And of course, this promise is echoed yet again in Zechariah's song that we heard today in our gospel reading. Blessed be the God of Israel, for he has looked favorably upon his people and redeemed them. He has raised up a mighty Savior for us in the house of his servant David, as he spoke through the mouth of his holy prophets from of old, that we would be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us. Thus he has shown the mercy to promise to our ancestors and has remembered his holy covenant, the oath that he swore to our ancestor Abraham. These are the first words that Zachariah speaks when he is finally able to speak again after not being able to speak for nine months, and then bringing his first and only child, John, along with his wife, Elizabeth, to the temple to be named and blessed, as was the tradition of that day. It is so often that these traditions are ones that empower us, that can bring us joy in the midst of a weary world. Throughout the journey of God's people, through hardships and separation, God never left God's people and has now brought the hope of a new descendant who will lead God's people in the next part of their journey of faith. And it is Zechariah's son John who is called to prepare the way for this journey, to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. Today, as we ponder the journeys of the people of Israel, the emotional and spiritual journey of Zechariah and Elizabeth, and the journey of Mary and Joseph, we are called to reflect on our own journeys as well, our journeys of faith and life. How have you seen evidence of God in your own journey? When you experienced a time of struggle, And darkness, what brought you light and hope again? Perhaps you are called, like John, to be the feet who bring glad tidings to others, the posadas or dwelling places that bring a little joy into a weary world. Or perhaps you are experiencing a time of struggle and darkness now in your life and can relate to Mary and Joseph traveling from place to place feeling hopelessness at the uncertainty of ever finding a place to simply rest and find a little peace. Today we are reminded again of God's constant presence with us, never tiring, and always enduring our struggles with us as we travel along our journeys of faith and life, God promising to watch over our going out and our coming in, from this time forth and forevermore. Amen.